temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. Oh, hail Eddie. What about this from ball inside? 50, Cottrell! From nowhere! Cottrell from 45, directly in front. The Blues are up by a kicky test. Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Jones his class. Gets it back from Betts. Footy Podcast. Your host Jed Zetzer here, alongside my co-host Harrison Hymans. Bolt, welcome to the show. Hey, what a win! You bloody beauty! You Don't, beauty! It doesn't get much better than that. It was a great game, but from a Carlson perspective, oh yes, oh yes. How good was that? That was everything we wanted and more. It was a fiery, intense game. We won in a shootout. There were a lot of goals kicked. It was great. It was a lot of character shown. Because, you know, we were 20 points down, I think, at one stage. Yeah. Multiple times. So, you know, a bit of character to stand up and, you know, we're on the canvas. Against the arch rivals. Oh, they are pigs. And you used the word intense. It was intense. The third quarter. Yeah. When the sun started to set, it got a bit dark. The We came back. The scoreboard was close. I think we hit the front by 10 points. It was intense. Yep. Yeah, it really like, was. Really, that OE's goal. Yeah, massive. Set the stadium alight get into that little donkey redman yeah um, <laughs> uh how good was that how good oh, was that nah, it was great it was so satisfying it was We're, just a nice win because you know Freo at home was good gold coast was just hard to watch but this was brilliant it was free flowing you know we got really good performances out of some really um what's the word iffy players i guess yeah um and our big dogs fired as well and we actually played really well, I thought. It was our first four-quarter effort for the year, wasn't it? Maybe yeah, bar Richmond, we, we, bar five we wouldn't have many. We wouldn't have had many games since the turn of the century where we've kicked at least four goals in all four quarters. Yep, that's a fair call. Um, it was just a brilliant win. It was a really satisfying win, wasn't it? It was, I mean... And it's so Carlton. Even, you know, we're five goals up during the last quarter and they got it back to nine points at one stage with like a minute to go. And was, even I'm thinking, oh, It was It was a bit nuts. Uh... Let's quickly run through some names. We've got to start off with Sam Walsh. Oh, start at the top, baby. Well, oh, he's yes. absolutely cemented himself in the rolling All-Australian team. Yep. And he's cemented himself at the top of the best and fairest leaderboard for the time being. Oh, yeah. With a lengthy gap. He is a freak. He, he, can, he can do it all. 33. Well, he had 35 possessions. 33 disposals. Yeah. At 70%. He kicked a goal, eight score involvements, two direct goal assists, six marks, five tackles, eight clearances, yeah. four inside 50s. Mate, he just... Oh, he's played 46 games. 23 pressure acts. He's a freak. Over 500 metres gained. I wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon Connor Rosie watched? Uh, 
I don't give. I don't care about Connor Rosey. <laughs> Connor Rosey, who's he? <laughs> no, no, he's a Walsh, good player, but I don't, I don't care about is him. Unbelievable, he really is. As in, he is. Oh, the next twelve years are going to be very fun with Sam Walsh at the top of his game. Yeah, no, he is brilliant, Sam Walsh. And I'd love to talk about him all day, but there's many more that deserve a mention as well, Bolt. Now, not just a mention, but an analysis. We need to analyze our players on the day. And the next one I want to talk about, and I'm not going in order of who is best or worst or whatever, but someone who was contributing well, went out with an injury and came straight back in and had a marvelous game yesterday, Luke Parks. Yes. The tackle on Tipper will be replayed for years to come. How good was Parksy? Parksy is just a reliable, just does his job type of defender. You know, no, th- you know, no frills about him. He just does what exactly what we need him to do, really. And we noted against Brisbane how much we lacked that extra tall defender down back. Yep. Um, because we couldn't free up Saad. Well, look what happens when you can free up Saad and you get that extra, you know, tall defender in, which means Plowman can play a bit smaller. And we know what we're going to get with Luke Parks. He's never going to be, you know, an absolute superstar gun. You know, he's not going to be an accumulator who's racking up 30 touches a game and is, you know, dominating. But in what he does, he's he's playing very good football. And if he progresses like he is, could easily end up cementing his spot in our 22 going forward, just yep. doing what he does no, and, and being very good at what he does. Yeah, just effort, desire, just someone that's taken his opportunity with both hands, really. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just looks the goods, Parks. Uh, looks at, he looks comfortable with the level. Yeah, no, it doesn't look out of place whatsoever. Now, he had, I want to read through a couple of his stats yesterday, the 14 pressure acts, he had four tackles, four rebound 50s. These are just little numbers. But that rundown tackle on uh, Tip and Woody and then the spoils. He's a big puncher in the air. He intercepts well. Played a very important role yesterday, Luke Parks. Another one that we should touch on, Bolt. The man who played 100 games. Oh, yes. Who oh, yes. was outstanding, outstanding, to say the very least. Jacob Wiedering... I mean... Well, he's the reigning club champion and he's putting together another superb season. 11 marks yesterday. He doesn't miss a beat. He's brilliant. He's... he's Five tackles. He's sensational, Wiedering. What a player. What a player. Like, just... Just incredible. He what? also... What how about this? How many minutes? So the game went for 133 minutes and 53 seconds. How many minutes do you reckon he spent on the ground? I actually don't know the answer, but the way you're looking at me, I'm going to say 133 minutes and 50 seconds. 130 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. So he went all day. He, he had, he's outstanding. He took... Doesn't miss a beat, Wiedering. He missed three minutes. He's... Oh, what a player. As in Wiedering and Walsh, two number one picks in 2015 and 18, just yeah. sensational plays. 100 games, he had a bit of a hiccup probably halfway into that 100 games weedering. Maybe a little bit earlier than that, I reckon. It was 2018, so... That's true, actually. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, he was was definitely down on form and had been for a bit. But, you know, he has just bounced back. 2019, he was good. 2020, he was sensational. 2021, he's probably gone to another level. 
Yeah, just tremendous. A uh, couple of... Well, hang on. We have to talk about Matt Owies. So this was one that was conflicting the supporter base. Do we bring Owies in? Do we not? Is he good enough at the level? What do we do? Now... So did it catch you by surprise that Owies came in? Yeah. No, nah, well, it more caught me by surprise because he kicked four the week prior and didn't come in. Yeah. And then he didn't kick one last week. So I was like, oh, he's probably going to have to now have another good game or two before they pick him. But they went with him. So he's kicked three in his second AFL match. Basically, it like, wasn't his debut, but it felt like his debut. It was the first time we'd all watched him live. Yeah. On the G against the arch rival, looked as comfortable as anything. Just took his chances. But it wasn't just the three goals. So he had four marks, four tackles. Uh, that rundown on Nick Cox yeah, was a goal. It was a game-saving tackle. It was at a critical time in the game where it was, you know, it was trying to save that first goal in the last quarter, which we ended up relinquishing anyway, I guess. But it was massive. It was a massive tackle. And for a man of his size, right? So Matt Owies, he's 180 centimeters. So he's one of the shorter players on the field. He took three marks inside 50, which is just huge. 18 pressure acts is crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that well, is what we want from a small forward. We've been crying for score involvements as well outside of his three goals. And we noted when we beat Frio how good Silvani, Fogarty and Gibbons were. Yeah. Well, we got eight goals yesterday from Owies, Betts and Fogarty, which... And also two from Cunningham. Yeah. So it just makes a world of difference. It really does. It's... Yeah. I mean, I... I think not only did Owies kick three goals, but it was his pressure that was noticeable. He had 90% disposal efficiency. He just didn't didn't do anything wrong and couldn't have done a heat more on the day. It's exactly what he exactly what he would needed to do going in. Yeah, and as in if you talk about players who have achieved their role on the day, well, he's completed his role. Yeah. Uh, another one that we should talk about that we've just mentioned, David Cunningham. Brilliant. An Essendon fan's worst nightmare. <laughs> Two years in a row. Uh, 25 row. disposals. So he basically played pure midfield yesterday. We did. Yeah. So 25 disposals, two goals. He was very good for us very early on as well. Two goal assists. He set the tone early, Cunners. Eight score involvements, four marks, 14 pressure acts, 415 metres gained, two clearances, five inside 50s. Just... Exceptional numbers. Exceptional numbers for a guy who has been at a bit of a crossroads and he's now got a point to prove and really couldn't have done much more. No. Isn't yeah, his last fortnight's been sensational since coming back into the team. So he looks at home and he probably, to be honest, he's looked way more threatening in the middle of the ground than what Zach Williams has. Yeah, and... Would you say... Because he played a bit of wing yesterday, I thought, as well. Not just inside. Could he potentially fill one of the wings? For sure. I I don't think, you know... I don't think we necessarily need to play just one player on the wing. They've got to shuffle it around. Everyone goes through. But I think, you know, the rotation of guys like Cunningham and Williams... Yeah. ...is definitely better than, you know, at the moment, Cottrell and Nunes. Yeah. Uh, 
Sam Doherty, one of his better games for the year, I thought. One of his better games because he defends it a bit better. He got his body in the way a well, bit we've yesterday. We've all been saying his defense hasn't been good this year. It hasn't. And yesterday was much better. Just got his body in good positions yesterday. He played much, you know, he didn't make monumental errors. I think Parks helps, helps Doherty. Helps Doherty. Yeah, it's not a bad. It probably does. It's that extra key, like, tall defender that really stabilizes us behind the ball. Because it just means Doherty isn't the third tall. Yeah. Yeah, it really does help us. It's massive. Um, well, now, we got to talk about the man of the, mo- the moment yesterday. So, yesterday was all about Sadi. Yes. So, I was trying to look for him in the Essendon warm-up and couldn't find him. <laughs> um, and then, well, I didn't see him, but I heard the booze. They went all day, didn't they? They were relentless. Good on him because he got it a lot of the time. It would have been hard to boo him by the end of it, for those Bombers fans. He was unbelievable. Well, he got the ball that many times. He was Their un- throats would have been so Unbelievable. Marvellous. Oh, like... 677 metres gain, Bolt. Mate, he was so good. And I asked for it on the podcast le- last week. I wanted a long raking left foot bomb. And we <laughs> got it in the first quarter. We got it. Exactly what the doctor ordered. Saad stri- would have been better at the other end in front of those Essendon dogs. But... We got exactly what we wanted. Now, it would be rude not to run through his stats. Yeah. Because this is... These are probably the most... Let's run Let's let's run through Adam Saad's stats and we'll bring in our special guest to do so. Nick Hind, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is definitely the most well-rounded stats out of any player that we had on the day. So, he had 21 disposals at 86% efficiency. So... He's barely missed a target. He's kicked a goal, two marks and a tackle, but he's had eight score involvements. Three direct goal assists. Three direct goal assists off the halfback flank. Okay. He's a star. 11 pressure act, a team high, and I think it was the highest on the ground, 677 metres gained, which is just crazy. He had a clearance, but this is what these two stats that I'm about to read out is what I think best summarizes his performance. Six rebound 50s and six inside 50s. So he's working between the arcs. Yeah. It was just, it was just exceptional. And my, this is going to sound a bit weird, but almost my favorite moment of the match. I know this, I know there was so much more that happened, but Devin Smith was really getting stuck into him, really getting stuck into him. And this was, I was, I was sitting in the pocket um, but Devin behind Smith. the Essendon That's the one that squad. hasn't had a kick in a few years, yeah? <laughs> um, one of B and F and has gone missing. Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay, that one, yeah. So I'm sitting in the pocket, cheer squ- Essendon cheer squads, that side of the ground. Yep. And I think it was in the first quarter. I thought it was the third. No, maybe, yeah, you're right. It, it could have been, it was the third. Towards sorry. the city end? Yeah, yeah, half yeah, yeah. So Devin Smith... Essendon have just kicked a goal, and Devin Smith has gone straight over to Saad. He's giving the jumper punches, pushing him in the chest, and Saad doesn't really hit back. Like he's a no. pretty mellow bloke. He's, he didn't really celebrate he, when he kicked the goal. No, nah, he doesn't. He doesn't need to. He's doing his job. That's, I thought he was going to take his shirt off running around the <laughs> Anyway, so Saad's Saad's just copying it. In comes Jonesy. Mm. Bang! Gives Smith a shift out of the way. See you later. Don't touch Saadi. Get up, your hands off him. Up for the fight. We were Kale Hooker. Kale Hooker comes over. Oh. Plowman, bang. Pushes him out of the way. Kale Hooker. 
But no, nah, yeah. seriously, that was just seeing the boys get around Sadi and really like, I feel like there's, there's you look at the league, right? And there can be a lot of times where one player is just getting stuck into by an opposition player and their team doesn't really get around them. Yesterday, we were getting around each other, like in a big way. You look at Parks, when he tackled Tip and Woody and then he slammed him into the ground, Harry Jones came racing over. He was about to get into Parks, Plowman got in the way, pushed him out of the way. It's great, because we spoke about this after the Port Adelaide game. The team game. camaraderie. We spoke about this, how no one got around Pitternet when he was tussling with Lysette in the Port Adelaide game. Yeah. So, you know, they flew the flag for each other. And you know, even, like, look at Owies. Owies, yeah. When Redmond, the whatever he is, got in the way of Owies, mm. and the whole team came around and got around him. Brave like- man, Redmond, right in front of the Carlton <laughs> Cheer squad. No, but see, and there was another one as well. Um, oh, who was it? One of our players was in a tussle and everyone got around him. I can't really remember, but yeah, it was it was just brilliant. Mm, it was. It was one of the more intense games I think we've been to in a long time as well. Yeah, It really sure. did reinforce... The genuine Carlton Essendon rivalry. You know who it was? I've just remembered. It was Gibbons and Hind. Or was it who was Hind going at? Oh, who knows? I'm pretty sure it was um it was Hind and someone. I remember Hind getting st- as as we kicked a goal, I think Gibbons cheeky just went up to Hind and let him know about it and they were really getting stuck into each other. Uh, no, it was McGovern. It was McGovern and Hind. It was yep. McGovern and Hind. They were, and they McGovern. Oh, was that after the Owies goal? Could it have been? Yeah, because and they, cause their he heads were hit. touching. Yeah, they would... he kind of hit Hind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done, Mitch. <laughs> nah, it was it was awesome. The team camaraderie, the culture, everything. It's just it's awesome to watch. Um, we'll keep on going with this player analysis because someone who hasn't got much love, but I thought was brilliant yesterday, was Ed Kerno. Yes. Now he kicked a massive goal. Yes, just a like massive half-time. goal. Had the 26 disposals at 77% efficiency, which is high numbers for Ed. And eight score involvements, two goal assists, three marks, 28 pressure acts. That was the big one. Uh, And six tackles, which was just enormous. Five inside 50s, three rebound 50s. So this is, you know, you you look at that, six tackles, 28 pressure acts. People have said, you know, what they've had to say about Ed Kerno. But yesterday was as complete of a performance almost as we've seen from him. Was he running year. with Merritt during like the second and third quarters, I feel? Because I, I, I know I, Merritt went quiet in the middle of the game. Well, I I, th- I thought he was on McGrath for a bit. Maybe. And, he, and I thought he was probably on Merritt as well, but he just kept he just kept going, Kerno. Like, just so impressive. And, you know, for those people out there who... And everyone's entitled to their opinion, but for those out there who think Ed Kerno shouldn't be getting a game and he's old and he's done, well, just watch the replay from yesterday and you'll notice just how good he was because he, you know... Ed Kerno ain't the issue. Mate, he's not even... He's not <laughs> even close. He's not an issue. Uh, let's keep going through. Eddie Betts, how good was it to see him kick three goals, but not yep. only kick three goals... Show us an Eddie special. That was an Eddie special. He took a big mark. Yes. Pack mark in the air, in the goal square. Or was it just outside? Wherever it was. Wherever it was. And a beautiful snap from the boundary line. Once again, we asked for goals. And we posed it last week when, you know, there was a lot of talk around dropping bets. We said at the end of the day, Eddie Betts is going to enhance our chances of winning the game because of games like that where we know that it doesn't take much for him to hit the scoreboard. And he did. 
Yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, he had seven score involvements as well and two goal assists. So yeah. he's just getting involved, and his his pressure up forward yesterday I thought was really good. I thought I thought the pressure from the forward line in general was the best it's been all year. We squeezed the Essendon back line. They didn't so, have much time. With, the only one I thought had time was Laverde because he just kept on beating Casbold in the contest. But apart from that, I just think there was you know so much pressure. Didn't allow the Bombers to defend as much time. So we talk about the Carlton pressure down forward. So where do you think that leaves Murphy? Oh, well, I mean, I must be honest. I, I'm a massive Murphy fan. and I think he's definitely in the 22 but yesterday doesn't help him because, you know, he doesn't play and, well, the pressure just lifts immensely. So, look, I'm not... Look, we're obviously not going to say someone like Owies is like a walk-up every week. He'll obviously get a Guernsey next week. But at the moment, the guy that's hitting bad form at the wrong time is probably Michael Gibbons. Yeah. Well, see, did you notice as well? Yes, I thought Gibbons tagged again a bit as well. He was trying to run with Heppel, but... Like, what kind of a role is that? It's like a defensive. Like, I guess we're trying of, to nullify... Like, why him? You know, like teams nullified Doherty no, I, I, last I, I, year. I know the role. Like, why him? Like, uh, that makes little sense to me. Getting... As in the player I'd be doing that with is Jack Silvani. He's obviously not in the team at the moment, but I, I feel like that. he can he can play that role a bit. Gibbons can't... He's too small. He's he's not going to get... like He's not going to get in the face of a Heppel, like... He's, he's the wrong man As for that Gibbons role. Gibbons has been virtually non-existent, you know, with the footy the last fortnight. Well, how many did he have? So he's had, he had five. Seven, he had 17, but he just, it was just little impact. I didn't think Gibbons was very good yesterday, if I'm being completely honest. I didn't hit the scoreboard. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bit of a down two weeks for him. So he'd be the one nervous with Murphy. It's funny though, because, mate, can I read out his stats? They look crazy good. Yeah, I've like just five, I've got them here. Five clearances, four inside fifties, twenty pressure act, seven score involvements. Like it's it reads well. Maybe I'm wrong. I just didn't think Gibbons. Well, I, did I, much. I didn't. I didn't think he was that amazing either. And I watched the replay, and I noticed him in spurts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Gibbons. I, I feel like his spot's safe. He's not going to get dropped. But he 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 would hate to have another game where he's down on form. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it was it was huge. Now we've gone gone twenty odd minutes, and we haven't mes- mentioned the favourite for J- the Coleman Medal. Ah, uh, the JC. Yes, Harry McKay. How good is he? Well, well, we spoke about the Coleman Medal leaderboard last week, so he's now one behind and. I don't want anyone lying to themselves here, but we all know if you kick that goal on the siren, he would have leveled with Tex at the top of the yeah. Coleman. That's and it was in everyone's minds. Yes, because this is like 2006. I've never been so invested in the Coleman Medal in my life. <laughs> um, I usually couldn't give a rat's ass about it, but Mackay was goalless at halftime. Struggled to get in the game. Kicks four after halftime. In he was on Ridley, yeah. Stuart, oh, sorry, Stewart, Stuart, Stuart, Stuart. Stuart. Um, got, got those numbers mixed up. Yeah, he was on Stewart, um, seven, number 17. Yep. Um, and Mackay was toying with him after halftime. Oh, got toying into with position him. A every single time. The kicking to Mackay was much better. And you know what was smart about Harry Mackay's game last yesterday? He would approach the footy and lead up 
in the pocket where he would run around and snap on his left. If you noticed, yeah. he didn't. He, he set it up for himself. His four goals were the two snaps in the left pocket or straight in front. Didn't have to go to the other side and take yeah. that dodgy, you know, set shot from the wrong pocket for him. He's leading. I'm so surprised at how much his leading has improved. His leading patterns, I think if you look at him from this year compared to last, that is the major change. Is He crashes packs. And also, like... He's a man mountain. He's playing right now as if he's the best player on the ground. Not like... Yeah. Like, he's he's playing as if he genuinely believes it's it. His which forward, is what you have it's to his do. forward line. Uh, you look at uh, the way he, I guess, positioned himself yesterday. There were moments in that game where he almost set Stewart up to give away a free. Did you notice that as well? Mm, it was definitely he was, the first goal he kicked. He... It wasn't like... like he almost instigated it. Yeah. Like, Stewart just took the bait. No, he's playing ridiculously good. And I, Harry Mackay, you know, before this year, firstly, he's already also, equaled his four- career high goals yeah. tally after seven games. He's going at four, basically four a game, which is nuts. Four goals, too, as well. Like, he's hitting the scoreboard in a big way. He's getting, like, six scoring shots a week at least. Yeah. No, he is, he's the man, H. His contract's going to be a big talking point over the next couple months. Well, so if you're H, like, what do you do here? Because if I'm H's manager, I'd be saying, mate, mate, don't sign anything. Wait until the end of the year. And if he starts slowing down a bit, then maybe start talking about the contract. But if I'm his manager, I'm saying, mate, you're in too good form. Your currency's going up on a weekly basis. Don't sign anything yet. Yeah, that's probably the way I'd go as well. But the club, how have they got to go? I think we've just got to offer him as if he's the man to lead the forward line for the next six years. I was going to say, if I'm the club, I'm saying, all right, well, how about this? We'll just make an offer as if, you know, we'll make an offer as if you're going to win the Coleman, as if you're going to be all Australian. We'll make an offer for that. Hmm. The Crips Mackay contract's going to be very interesting. I'm confident they'll both sign. Well, there's cap space because we know that we're still targeting the likes of Cheran Merritt and they're not going to come cheap. So the cap space isn't an issue. It may just mean that we can't really bring in who we want. But it's more important to lock away McKay and Cripps. Much more important. No doubt. Now, Bolt, there's a couple more players that we should probably touch on, but we'll, we'll get straight into um, some thumbs up, thumbs down moments from yep. yesterday. Do you want to kick us off? Can I start with a thumbs down? Yeah. So... I'll start, I'm going to start with the thumbs down. I'm not sure about the coaching and the use of Liam Stocker yesterday. Okay, elaborate. I took, I, took fo- I don't do this often. I whipped my phone out and took photos of an empty forward line, of an empty Essendon forward line, which multiple times during the game had Liam Stocker as the deepest defender on Jake Stringer, who would be about 20 kilos heavier and taller, maybe not taller, but 20 kilos heavier. And let's just more experienced and a better footballer. Yeah. The, they were isolating Stocker and he was caught on McDonald tipping Woody a bit as well. I don't get it. Why on earth would that matchup even exist in anyone's head of Liam Stocker being dragged to the goal square on Jake Stringer? Yeah. Uh, what's that? I tweeted, I, I took photos. I never do that. I was... I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's... It was, just, I can't comprehend that. 
Can I just quickly interrupt? I, we're going to talk about this, but it was his first win as well yesterday. So well done, Tim. We well got, done. And it was good to see him in the middle of the of the circle at the end of the game, yep. get the Gatorade shower. But yes, uh, my opinion on that is... Uh, it's interesting because he obviously, you know, they kicked a bag of goals on him. But it was clearly a memo to go through Stocker. Well, yeah, but but why would you not? Is it is it weird of me that I actually thought he played well considering that? Yeah, with ball in hand, he was okay. I just think he was thrown under the bus a little bit from our end. I agree. That is the most ridiculous. So, so who was and on Tip and Woody in the first quarter? They all because he kicked three, and I. I thought it was a bit of stocker, but then the one goal was a bit of Plowman. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, Plowman wasn't great either. Um, and like stocker well, Plow- wasn't. Well, hang on. Plowman moved on to Tip and Woody full yeah. time after quarter time and held him to a goal. No, no. Stock- um, Plowman was a little bit shaky with ball in hand yesterday. But for me, it's not even the fact that Stocker, you know, had goals leaked. It's not even the fact he had goals leaked on him. It's just what are they doing? Sucking him into the defensive goal square nah, on Jake Stringer. No, nah, I can you know, Jake Stringer it. was very good yesterday. Yeah. And the you know, the first half it looked like Stringer and McDonald Tipping Woody were gonna break the game wide apart, and we saw the exact same thing happen round two with players of a similar liking being to and Elliott going through Plowman. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, and I guess And they went through Stocker. And I guess we were just very lucky yesterday that Essendon aren't... Oh, I was going to say Essendon aren't as good as Collingwood, but Essendon... Or that we were better on the day. I was going to say, I guess we're very lucky that we were good enough that we didn't allow that to be the difference because we did against Collingwood. To go Ian Elliott with a difference, that was why they probably won that game. But, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. And you've got to beg the question. Like, you're not going to drop Stocker because you no, can't no, bring no, him I in agree. after two weeks. And I, drop I agree. Him. I but, didn't think Stocker himself was... Necessarily, what's he going to do on Stringer? No, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think this all things considered, co- he played well. But I just think, like, whilst you can't drop him, why would you go? Why would you play him in the same role next week? Well, you wouldn't. But even if they bring in, like, you wouldn't want Newman playing that role. No, no. You wouldn't want Williamson well, who, playing well, that role. Well, who plays that role? Well, it probably is a Parks or a Plowman. But that's just the reality. But the reality is. Plowman's a bit more seasoned to do that. Stock has played seven games, and yeah. he's just so outbodied by Stringer. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I definitely agree. It was very frustrating. No, that's fair. Um, I'm going to lo- give a little thumbs down, and this will probably be more thumbs down than thumbs ups because we've spoken about all the so much good that happened yesterday. Um, Nunesy, he's had a quiet fortnight. Yeah, and not great at all. I just think... I'd love to see. I'd love to see more intent from Nunesy. Like I, I, we all know we we both like him, and you know his experience that he brings to the team. You know, he, you know we know we know we like Nunesy, but I think his last fortnight he's been majorly down on form. And if I'm a hundred percent honest, if he has another poor week, I'd be bringing Newman straight in for him. Yeah. So and even and we're gonna get to the VFL wrap up later in the show. But even an O'Brien. Well, he kind of had a patch like this to start 2020 where he was kind of right on the edge but just probably didn't do enough to get dropped. He probably just kept hanging in there for a while and kind of found his niche in the Carlton team. Because second half of last year, he was great. Yeah, and I thought his first month of this year was pretty good as well, to be honest. No, definitely. I thought he was great against Richmond. He was really good against, um, was it Frio? Yep. And 
Gold Coast he was alright. It's more the last yeah the last three games haven't been great at all. Yeah, the Brisbane Port and now this one has you know been right down on form. So that's my little thumbs down uh, from yesterday. I've got another very quick one. Uh, it's oh, it's stiff. It's probably stiff, but I thought Pitonet got towed. Yeah, I didn't think by Pitonet a first gamer. I'll put it this way: I can't wait for TDK to play. Well, he's he's got to be back. Well, should we should we actually? Because we've got to do the Twitter questions, and I want to get through a lot of them because yeah. there's some very happy blue baggers out there, and I'd love sure. to, love to address their their comments. Uh, but should we do the questions or the VFL review first? They might come hand in hand a bit. Yeah. So well, let's 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 dive through the questions and we'll do the VFL review afterwards. To. Yes. Okay. Well. Uh, kicking us off this week, it's usually Peter Carrick uh, gets in some great questions. We're kicking us off this week. Let's get the tweet up. Okay. Uh, Michael Cerevolo, the great man. The, the kids who were selected all played well, all played in their positions. Parks, Oes, and Dow got the job done, Dow, and he said here, Dow, injured. And we actually haven't mess- mentioned the D word, Bolt. And you've been very quiet over there. You know... <laughs> When I go out in public these days, and people that I know that listen to the podcast talk, like, when they converse with me about Dow, refer to him as the D word now as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Dow spent 18 minutes on the ground. Yep. And I, I'd love to, I want to know what you think in a second, but I'm going to give, and I sort of spoken to you about it already, so I sort of know a bit about what you think. But from my point of view, it was probably the best 18 minutes he spent on the ground this whole year. And bloody hell, it was devastating to see him go down because uh, he had four clearances in 20 minutes. Like, he he was great. I guess, as you mentioned to me, he did hack the ball, the ball forward a bit. But in the first 20 minutes, like, I turned to my brother-in-law who I was sitting with and I said, gee, like, Dow's playing really well. Um, what are your thoughts? Um... It was better. It was. I'm not going to slam Paddy Dow for the 15 minutes we saw him on the ground for. He had he, six touches as no, well. No, no. He extracted the ball. He got hands on the footy, which was great. Because I, I did I did sense he was winning the ball out of the middle. His disposal's probably never going to be, you know, great. Yeah. But it was definitely a start. It's a shame for him he went off. Because um, it probably slowed a bit of momentum that he had. And he'll probably miss next week. But, um... Look, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want people going at me and being like, oh, the 15 minutes, like, relax. He played 15 minutes, but, no, it, no, was, no. but I, it was better. It I was know. better. I'll give him that. No, no, no. And, and that's the thing. It's it, very hard to comment. It is hard to comment off 15 minutes. And it's it's just annoying what happened because he you just felt as if he, had, he was playing better. You just felt it. Uh, let's have a look at... The next question, but very quickly, SPS, who did come on for Dow, we should probably address yes. as well. And I did write a little statement on Samo on my Twitter. Yes. Do you want to read it out? Well, should I read it out? You can read it out. Well, I'll get it up for you to read out because I know you haven't got your phone there. Um, gee, you've tweeted a lot in the last 24 hours, Bolt. I, I love get, it. I get excited. Um, read it out, Bolt. Um, here it is. So this is from the Twitter account of at Harrison Hymans, which is me. Um, I am admittedly quick to criticize, so I'll get on the front foot and pay credit where credit's due. 
SPS was exceptional after coming on. And he was. He was. Now, I've been very, you know, I've been very critical. And look, when I say this, does it change my opinion on Sam Petrescu on Sam Petrescu season as an overall player? Probably not. But he played a great game. He did exactly what he needed to do. And the difference with what Samo, you know, produced yesterday compared to other weeks is that his possessions were much more critical. They were just much more productive. He just popped up when we actually... He popped up when we needed him to. Yeah. He... I, I'm not going to take anything away from Samo. There's nothing more he could have done after coming on the ground yesterday. The big moment for me was that big pack mark. Massive. Like, that is game Massive. saving. It was. It's just huge. Um, Don't laugh at me, but I was very proud of him. It was <laughs> He played very well. Now, I said but to you... But once again, it's a start. This shouldn't be like, oh, he's arrived, you know. This is the player we drafted. No, we we've got to... Settle. We've got to settle. Because one game out of 85 or whatever it is... Because even like the game last year against Sydney where he accumulated, as good as that was, this cameo was better. This cameo was just massive. Like, I could sense Petrescu's seed and actually making a difference to the result after coming on. Mm. No, I, I agree. And look, I, so, I sort of said to you after the game... At the at the ground itself, I didn't notice a heap of yep. what so he did. So we sit on opposite sides of the ground here. Yes. So we're getting a bit of a different look at it. And you and the first thing you said was how good is Samo? And I said, Oh, I didn't really notice him. But I've gone back and I've watched the replay. And yeah, boy, he was impressive. Like just it was more the little things that he did as well. Um He was fabulous. He was. Now, next question, and it's not a question, but Tracy Reed. No questions or statements tonight, except I want to give props to Dow, as I know Harrison won't. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was looking good, and he was, Tracy. Well done to SBS. Essendon supporters, you're still a bunch of sad sacks up the baggers, and she's posted a photo here of a badge that says, I hate Essendon. I can't stand And Tracy, no, <laughs> if I... you know where to get one of those, please let us know, because I would love one of those badges. I'd love one of those as well. One of those I hate Essendon badges. They are feral. They are so feral. I I never do this. And you know I don't use my phone much of the footy. But even I whipped it out during the last quarter, got on the video, and I just took a video, like a panning MCG of Essendon fans up the aisles. It's brilliant. <laughs> it is brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. I don't know where they were headed for. And hang on. This tweet that you did yesterday is golden. Yeah. It says, Essendon tears yeah. like God's piss. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> could drink that shit all night. Unbelievable. Peter Carrick, here he is. Hopefully, JSOS can make it back for McGovern. Other than that, I don't care who plays. I just want effort and sacrifice. Saw a bit more of that today, but we need to keep stepping up. Peter, couldn't agree more. And then he said, great to see Cunningham and SPS get time on ball. I love the grit and courage of Parks, Cottrell, and Owies. And I think we've we've agreed on no all doubt. of that. Uh, Cottrell's probably the one we haven't touched on yet. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not a f- cultural fan. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, you know. No, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I, I'm not a cultural fan. He has a crack, but he's just... I, I reckon I know why you're not a cultural fan. Yeah. Because it's pretty obvious with cultural that you can see he's never going to be an elite AFL winger. He's not... It, it's, it's like when you think of Matt Cottrell, like his ceiling... Is probably that of a Camden Macintosh. Like he's, it's a role player 
who which is who can get handy. the job done, but he's never really gonna set the world on fire. Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I would. It's like, yeah, it's like you don't. There's nothing. It's not you don't, you don't, It doesn't get you, do you particularly like, excited. Do, uh, do you reckon Cottrell does more good or bad with the footy? Just with the footy, you're saying his disposal alone. Just in general, even there was a moment. I, I think I think he's such. He's a classic. Like this is going to sound pretty but, harsh. I just think he's just a bang on average mid- winger who you know what you're going to get from. Oh, but undervaluing how important disposal is. It's no, but this is the thing. This is the thing. Like I, I, I just think he's you know essentially bang on average. But is that better than the other options we've got? Probably has been because when is, O'Brien cause... was playing, he wasn't bang on average. No, he know. was below average. I know. Which probably then inflates what we think of Cottrell. But I don't know. What like it look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um I don't I didn't think he'd play this week. And you know, if Williams or Murphy or those Newman coming back in, he's gonna have to fall out, I reckon. He'll eventually fall out, but what Cottrell brings that the others don't is that grit and that you know, that that pressure. Like our midfield is not great for it. I know, I know, and he runs all day, I get it. It's, he does all those attributes, those intangible. He's saying it's just like when he nicely. gets the ball, it just needs it's to be better. It's a horror show. <laughs> Once again, work, commitment, you know, tackling, brilliant. But ball in hand, it's costly. Let's move on. Anne Mary says Parks always brought some mongrel, and that tackle from Parks lit the fuse. Yeah, Parks and Oes with its big two for mine yeah, yesterday. Yeah, got the big two tackles, the mature ages. It's just like two mature age rookies come in and play their role. Lawrence uh, at Pillon Lawrence says, "Great win. However, we obviously have an issue with our defensive game plan. We can st- we can see too easily, which means we can't beat the stronger teams." We were much better defensively last year. Can't they just go back to that game plan? Um, were we? I think it's pretty much. I think. Like I think life. this issue's always been, you know, relevant at Carlton whilst Teague's been coaching. But I noticed yesterday a lot of the easy scoring was actually coming directly out of the centre stoppages. Mm. The first quarter, especially, there would have been if they kicked six in the first quarter. I reckon three or four of them at least were straight from that centre stoppage. Yep. Which is alarming. Because that's just easy. Mm. Uh, Chris Yates says, did we get a peek of the old Eddie today? Some people say it's age. I say it's confidence. Is this the turning point for him? I hope so. Well, we saw, I don't know, have you watched that AFL documentary? That I never Amazon finished one? it. I struggle watching TV shows. It's like that documentary, they went into the, and it's a bit of a spoiler alert here, so maybe skip the next 30 seconds um, if you haven't watched it. But they went into the... Um, I guess the the meeting room with Eddie and Andrew Russell and the list managers and Teague and they were sort of Eddie Eddie went in there not knowing if he was going to get a contract for this year and they just said to him like we think you're capable we just think it's in your head like, we think that you think you're done but we don't think yep. you are type of thing um so yeah like that's you know it's that's interesting a, it's a fair pickup. Um, we clearly showed yesterday he's still capable. If you're kicking three goals and taking big marks and yep. kicking beautiful goals, like you're still capable. He, he's always been good against the Bombers. Yes. Yeah. Kevin Kwong, uh, does Murphy get back in this side with Oe scoring three? Is it Silvani for McGovern next week? And does Levi keep his spot or do you bring it to Coney? And now Levi, we haven't spoken about yet. Uh, 
Bolt, let's dissect this question one by one. Does Murphy get back in the side? I haven't broken down the team changes yet, but if Silvani's ready, he'll come in for the McGovern hamstring. Yep. The the DeConning's going to come. I think DeConning will actually play next week. Well, he has to. Which one? It, I reckon it's going to be Pittenet. Mm. And I, I, I'm not saying that's what I'd do, but I reckon they're going to pull Pittenet. Over Casbolt. Yeah, which is hysterical. Can I, Casbolt, I'm sorry, but enough's enough. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to speak about, because I was ready. Yesterday should, off the back of DeConning's performance in the reserves, have been Casbolt's farewell party last night. At the game, I was getting so frustrated. I was just so disappointed. I was, because it became comical how they kept kicking it to him and he just wasn't getting close. He but, didn't kick a goal last night, did he again? I don't no, think no, so, no. no. But, and he got thumped. He got smacked by Laverde. But, have you watched, you know how they do the mini matches, the 30-minute matches? Now, yeah. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but somehow, somehow, Levi looked unbelievable in those highlights. In those 30-minute highlights, it was little things, right? So, he took a big mark. So, that Cripps goal, it was a back yeah, heel from yeah, Levi, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I picked up on that. That goal when Eddie was out, when Saad hit Eddie, who was out yeah. the back, that was Levi taking the mark and yeah. handballing it to Saad. Yeah. There was another one where Levi did a clever tap onto Stocker and Stocker got a handball away and it kicked off the chain. Now, I don't know... because uh, well, I'd I, like to hear other opinions on the Casbolt game then. No, because I thought Casbolt... I'm going to put it bluntly. I thought he was virtually non-existent. At the game, I was just... I was like, this has to be his last game. I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. But somehow, those highlights just made him look like he so got he involved a bit. His, so he took his moments, you're saying? Yes, but at the same time, I thought he was... Like, there were a lot of occasions where the ball was kicked to him and he'd overrun it. Or he wouldn't get... He, his, his timing of his leading is appalling. Appalling. It's never been great. But at the moment, he can't take know, a mark on the lead. That's the thing. He's always at least been an outlet option for us up the line, which he's not much... How many marks did he take yesterday? No, it wouldn't have been more than two or three. Mm. Well, hang on. It was more. It was... It was five. But I, I don't know. I think, I think they're going to pull Pittenet out. Yeah. And look... You know Halfway why? through the second quarter, Katzbold had had one handball. Because Pittenet... They don't even try playing him forward. No, he can't play anywhere else other than the right. I think it's Pittenet that goes to DeConning. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, DeConning has to... So, we'll talk about the VFL very quickly. I thought DeConning was a class above yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably has to be Pittenet. Um, Tommy Kasher says, Our young kids have shown a lot... So happy with contribu- contributions from Petrovsky, Seed, and Cunningham, Park, Stocker, Cottrell, Owies. Love Stocker and Park's toughness in the defense of 50. I feel for Dow, and I want O'Brien in for Nunes. Thoughts? So sort of address a lot of that. I guess we can address O'Brien in for Nunes. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of the VFL yesterday? I haven't. I, O'Brien was good. Yeah. No, I've seen you raving about him. I just thought he was... Very impressive. He only had 18 touches, but... That's okay. It's more... It's more when you get the ball, 
make something happen and O'Brien did. So, he did the same thing as was he it, did the week before. Was it more disposals in the front or back half? No, nah, front half. He, okay. was, he was running both ways. He was taking a lot of marks around the half back line and running up the wing and hitting a target up forward. Yeah. So, I think he had... Oh, I, the stats are hard to find for the VFL. But, so he had the 18 touches um, and... Oh, that's the wrong game. Let's just very quickly get... I wonder if they'll have his score involvements because this would be interesting to see. I feel like he had quite a few. Um, no, it doesn't say. So he only had four inside 50s, but six marks, and he had the 18 touches. Uh, I just thought he was really impressive, O'Brien, yesterday. And something that I noticed, which was evidently better, was the fact that he went in much harder. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, he's just, I guess he has to translate it at AFL level. And I think I spoke to you about this midweek. Um, it could have, I definitely spoke to Baz about it over the phone. Now, you look at O'Brien and Dow, right? So this is their fifth year in the system. Fourth. Sorry, is, is it their fourth? Yeah. It is their fourth. You're right. 18, 19, 2021. In 18 and 19, Dow and O'Brien. Would have played under five VFL games combined in those years. Yeah. So they were pure AFL. I think they played 40 games odd in their first yeah. two years. 2020? Yep. They played a combined four games in the AFL. Yes. But the the reserves games. The reserves was non-existent last year. No. So if you didn't play the AFL, there was no development for you. Yep. It was virtually impossible for these guys to develop you were playing with players from other teams to fill numbers yeah. it, w- it was non-existent yeah so they haven't served their vfl apprenticeship no and i think and and john o'baruch pointed this out to me as well i think that this is the time especially for o'brien and dow and there's others on the list as well but this is the time for o'brien and dow to serve their vfl apprenticeship and Which i've been calling for and I think O'Brien is, from a month of playing VFL, he's already reaping the rewards. Mm. He's just finding more consistency in his well, there's game. There's only one way to find and, out, I guess. And really, Luke Power as well and Daniel O'Keefe, they're the two people we brought in to develop these guys. Well, Luke Power's on the bench in the reserves. Like He's right, he's right in the thick of things. I just think, you know... Maybe, maybe we've been quick to, to... No, I don't think we've been quick because four years of time isn't a quick... No, 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 I understand that. But I'm saying they haven't had natural development pathways. But this is just the reality now, though. Uh, th- what's no, happened, I understand that, that. That's happened. And like, I'll pre- I appreciate that. The whole you know thing of last year was a mess. You know, with no feeder competition. I get it. But at the end of the day, there's, there hasn't been any improvement from either of them since they walked into the club. No, I'm, I, can, I can understand what you're saying. I just think, I just think, I, I want to see both of them have a solid year of playing, you know, Resi's footy and, and see, or not even a year, just give him a month or a few months. I, and- I haven't been asking for anything more than that, especially Dow when he, he had a month in the AFL team, did nothing. And I wanted him to go back to the reserves. And he only went back for a week, which I was very surprised about, to be honest. Yeah. I thought his inclusion this week was very premature. Um, 
and I guess it's a bit of a what if now. How would he have played against Essendon? Yeah. But he, um, yeah. Look, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I just thought it was worth noting. Um, it's, it's definitely a fair point to make. Now let's just very quickly race through some more Twitter questions. Um, John Gauchi says, uh, we seem to be running out of tools. Do we rush to coning back and play 70% forward and pinch it in the ruck? Or do we persist with Casbolt? It's such a tough one. We've spoken about it. I don't know what's going to happen. I think they're going to drop it in there. I could yeah, be. I, and I think a lot of people will disagree with me, but I think that's just what's going to happen. I wouldn't be playing Casbolt personally. I'm just saying from their end, I think it's the fact that Casbolt's still going to have the ability to be, go forward. And well, you, you, you know, at the end of the day, why can't we drop it in it in Casbolt? Yeah, you said this last night. We don't need to be playing tall. If we need to be playing good. I'd rather be good than tall. No, I agree. Um, and you also said this a couple of weeks ago on the show. I feel like if they haven't dropped Casbolt yet, they're not going to do it yet. It's crazy. Um, it's such an interesting situation, this whole deconing Casbolt pit in it. Love triangle, it seems, at the moment. Yeah. Uh, solution, that's his name. He says, at post-review... Does he have the solution? <laughs> hopefully says at post review they should show three classes of footage one footage of Park's tackles two Stocker putting his body on the line that tapped to Nunes that led to yes, the Eddie goal yes. and three a picture of Sam Walsh that is the standard uh, standard of effort and now oh, I'd really love to find this tweet um, yes I found it Jacob Town great man he says just look how cooked Walsh is on the final siren he takes a deep breath closes his eyes and just stops for the first time in the game this kid is a phenomenon his work rate is first class and he's playing superb footy yeah Jacob it's a great tweet Um, he's he's probably and I'm not just I don't think this is you know I'm not a biased person no you're you're the opposite mate but (laughs) it takes a lot to get you up and about he's clearly right now in the top five informed midfielders in the entire AFL yeah absolutely absolutely undoubtedly what oh what more what 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 more can Sam Walsh be doing he's an all rounder he's just such a balanced player yeah no, it's incredible. Um, solution, by the way, that was a great tweet. And yes, yes. everyone's getting around the Parksy tackle. Yeah, and Stocker putting his body on the line with the tap to Nunes that led to the Eddie goal. Yeah. Absolutely worth noting. Uh, this is simple. 777 says Sam Walsh is the future. And yes, he is. Dulzy uh, says, how much did you enjoy that raking goal from Saad? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Um, AJ the first wants to know if Setters gets a gig this week. All right, we can talk about predicted team changes then. So we've kind of touched on it. Silvani will play from the Govern. Can we? Let's come back to the. I want to. I want to talk about team changes at the end. Yeah. It's it's got to finish the podcast with that. Okay. I think. Okay. Because there's a lot of right, questions. So we'll hold that one. Let's hold it. Let's hold it. Uh, Warren Myman says, will DT have the courage to make changes to a winning side when on review we still had passengers? Unfortunately, history suggests after a win, he sticks to the same team. I'd like to think... He's well, hang on, he made a handful of changes after that Gold Coast yeah, game. Yeah, no, I think he'll, well, I think there'll be changes. Um, yeah, there will be. Brett Combo, Bretto Combo says, Ed Kerno's third quarter was huge. 
locked down on merit and yes. attacked when he had the chance. No, I noticed the merit locked down. Um, and Alchemy Blue says, yes, Ed was massive again today, curbed merit and was on McGrath times as well. Gut running to provide a target, six score involvements, one beautiful lace out goal assist to Harry, plus a nice goal himself. Not enough, not enough love for Ed, and I agree. We were crash hot on that earlier. Uh, Paul Barbaza, the great Baz, who, by the way, joined us for our mid-season review. If you haven't tuned in yet, make sure to tune into our mid-season review, the first installment. So we'll do it every six or so weeks. Um, just review where the club's at on and off the field. Uh, make sure to go listen back to that, which we recorded midweek. He says, amazing what happens when we get many contributors across the park. We dug deep. Yes, the boys dug deep. Phew. Yeah, I mean, couldn't agree more, Baz. Mm, no, I like it. Uh, Wilson says, they had to be as good as a return game for Parks as anyone could have possibly He's expected. getting a lot of love, Parks. He doing, is. Doing things a hundred gamer does. Incredible game. This makes the loss of Marchi sting a little less. Yeah, players like this are just so important. Just reliability. We talk about it. Just reliable consistency. Now, I looked up Luke Parks on Twitter last night. Because I was just in bed and I was wanting to watch some videos of his tackling yesterday and was very, very happy with him. As as you do. Now, I came across a couple videos from when he was in the Sandful. And this was like the Sandful footy show. Um, It was probably in Adelaide or wherever. And the host and the caption of the tweet with a video attached when they talk about him was, is Luke Parks the best 19-year-old in the Sandful? So... He's been on the radar, and he's obviously been playing good footy for a while now, and looks like a steal in the rookie draft, really. Um, You know, it looks like he's going to lock down a spot for himself in the Carlton team. Yes, yes. Uh, Alchemy Blue says, I've been telling you, oh, he's in. I was wrong about Eddie out. Three each, keep them both. I was not convinced by Cunningham last year, but I'm happy to say he's improved and he's finding space and he's positioning well. SPS contributed well as well. Gibbons, is he doing enough? Uh, improved efficiency helped us. No, I have to agree. And I know Gibbons probably isn't doing enough. And Cunningham's definitely taken a big step the last fortnight. Yeah. He's been yep. really, really good in the mid- in the middle. Uh, does Levi keep his spot if De Koning is ready, says SDP. Now, we'll get to that when we do our team changes. Uh, Maria Maraki says, what is the latest on Mitch McGovern? I think they've said it's a hammy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we'll probably miss a week or two, maybe a little bit more. Probably a bit more, to be honest. You reckon? Yeah, probably three or four, I'd say. Ooh. Yeah. That hurts. He's uh, got history. You know, what, you know what's so annoying? We haven't yet seen... We haven't yet seen the three guys together. Yeah, McGovern, Mackay, Kerno. And... Silvani as well. We yeah. haven't seen no, it. No, we're getting injuries in just the wrong positions. It's, it's so annoying. And like, have, have McGovern and Silvani played a game yet together this year? McGovern and Silvani. No, they haven't. Round four, they would have played together. Against the Gold Coast. Did McGovern play that game? I don't reckon he did. No, he didn't. He didn't? No, he didn't. You're right. They haven't played together. It's just so annoying. You're right. Sorry. Because it just means that if McGovern and Silvani play, we can probably then drop Casbolt. Mm. It's so annoying. Um, who comes in for Dow and is Parks the new Peter Dean, says Anthony Villella. Uh, Parks the new Peter Dean. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, three and a half. Parks, Parks he is 
the man at the moment. Yeah, oh, well, he was brilliant yesterday. Um, who comes in for Dow Bolt? Um, it's probably Petreski said will come back into the 22. Yeah, we'll get back to that when we do our team changes. Um, Hank Lunenberg says one word, Walsh, and that is brilliant. Um, Mickey C says, I'll take the win, but were we papering the cracks? Forward entries, at least in the first half, were very poor, particularly Crippers up and under kicks. Um, potentially paper over crack. Look, the next fortnight's massive. We've got top two teams on the ladder, yep. Western Bulldogs and Melbourne. You have to pinch one. And you we have, have to pinch one, Bolt. I know. We have to pinch one of those two I games. I struggle to see that pinch being this week at Marvel. It's it's the Melbourne game. Yeah, well, look, we just got to... We'll see how we go. Wall says, Plowman cops a lot of flack from our own. He has his faults, but I feel like we see him a lot because he's the one who leaves his man to help out others. But did you see him defend his mates after Parks' tackle on yeah, Tip and Woody? about this. He's probably the only spear kicker we have as well. Highly underrated. Yeah, look, I do love Plough's leadership in the back line and the way he gets around his teammates. Definitely noticeable yesterday. Mitch says, SPF, SPS deserves all the mentions this week, lads. Phenomenal when he came on. And, yep, Bolt, you mentioned he was, that. He was, he was, he was. Picto Bento says, will Cunningham be a walk-in start in the midfield next week? He is a Rolls-Royce and a very smart footballer. I think we underrate the player he can be if he stays fit and healthy. Look, we're probably going to get better balance and output of Cunningham in the middle and Zach Williams back onto a halfback flank. Yep. No, I agree. Lech Dogs says, thought everyone had a moment. Dow clearance. SPS contested mark in defense. Cripps goal. Side goal. Cunners goal. How good for footy. Great for footy. It was. It was. Uh, it was nice to see Cripper kick a goal like that. Yes, it was. Oh, how good was that goal? Oh, yeah. That was... You know, nice. Crips come on my flight. shoulders and I'll take you all the yeah, way. Exactly. Uh, Daniel Bergonzo says, Pitonet should have monstered the ruck today and he didn't. He's not helping the midfielders get first use. I love his grunt, but just not smart enough in the ruck. TDK has to be our number one ruck. Yeah, no, 100%. Brett Maximovic says, uh, Cunners in the midfield, thumbs up. Let's hope it's not just an Essendon exclusive role. Um, O'Brien, DeConing, and Newman all looking to come in. Who goes out? Could Newman coming in free up Stocker to play up the ground? I've seen en- about enough of him being one out defending in yep. the goal square. Mm-hmm. And we've sort of mentioned that. Uh, Bagger Metric says, OE equals the Kmart version of Bruce. I'll take it. <laughs> Not a bad way of putting it. Oh, I loved OE's yesterday. Um, Ashley Warren says, Essendon were on top until the fifth minute of the second quarter. What changed? Was it as simple as attitude or did Teague make some changes? It's a good question. What did change? When Essendon hit a 20-point lead, what changed, Bolt? I just think we kind of stuck at it a bit. I don't think much changed from the coach's perspective. Because mm. we were still kicking goals uh, you know, early. Yeah, We didn't have a great first half and all two points down and we'd eight goals on the board mm. or whatever it was so I don't know I just think we stuck at it really and probably just a slightly more experienced and better team you know one at the end of the day you know, and usually that happens in a shootout like that you know there were 35 goals scored so usually the more experienced you know unit wins but now I've, I'm gonna offer a different sort of opinion on what changed because I'm a big believer that specific moments in games oh, as, yeah. as as insignificant as they are in the actual 
grand scheme of, the, of things, they're massive at the time and they can change a game. Now, I've spoken enough about it, but Cripps missing set shots yep. when we lose in big moments of the know, game, that changes the course of the game. Mm. Yesterday? Again. No, not that. Yesterday, McDonald, Tip and Woody was running riot. He he was kicking, he had it on a string. And that tackle from Parks, the team just never looked back. And it's a third gamer doing it. It's just like no excuses for anyone else. And I think I think it changed the course of the game to be truthful. And I think there were there were moments like that that kept occurring as the game went on and it just kept lifting the team. Now we saw the Petrovsky Cedar mark, that was significant. We saw the Sard that kick, the spear kick into Oe's. The Oe's tackle. The Oe's tackle was huge. When Walsh was pressed up against the boundary oh, line. Oh, yes. And, he, and he, just, he could have taken the ball out, but no, he snapped it. Betts took a grab and kicked a goal. Yeah. It's little things like that. Little moments that spur, on big, that spur on big momentum shifts. And I just think, I think yesterday was pretty much that. I just think these little yeah. moments turned into it's significant great. moments. Uh, Josh uh, Mindy, Josh Mindle, he says, which is your favorite park? Princess Park, Icon Park, Luke Parks, or G-Sung Park? G-Sung <laughs> <laughs> um, Park had a short stint at my beloved Queens Park Rangers. Yes. <laughs> um, and Luke Parks is in the middle of, a, you know, hopefully a very long stint at the Carlton Footy Club. It's, yes. it's all about Parksy though, isn't it? It is. Uh, just very quickly, um, we'll... we'll get to this afterwards but more questions creative grit says the coach looked like he was shedding a tear after Cunningham's last goal he must have been under massive pressure the people calling for his sacking are ludicrous get the right staff around him and back him in I agree with it I don't think people are calling for his sacking I think we're just calling for a bit more of a what's the word like just to shove up the backside mate (laughs) exactly because he has to be held accountable as well yeah yeah um Paul Smedley says, can Petrovsky seed and just play midfield from now on? We'll see. Darren Hodge, he says, Cunningham, no further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So as we sit here now recording the AFL Coaches Association. Well, that's votes. what I was going to bring up before. Yes. Can we can we speed through the Twitter questions yeah. and then I'm going to get you to read them out? Yep. Uh, Nick says, what would be a starting midfield group? And surely Cunningham has to be one of them. Yes. No, he is. He is. Damon Mule says, Gibbons, Nunes, both average in the last two weeks. How much longer are you giving them? And Owies was great. Um, and yeah, I think we've touched on that. I think Gibbons and Nunes, it's really important for them to have a bit of a shift in form because if they don't, there's a lot of players who are now coming back from injury because De Koning's fit again, Newman's fit again, Setterfield's playing well in the reserves, Jack mm. Martin's now just a week away. Yes, there's a lot of people pressing. Yes. Um... Yes. Uh, Bibby Bennett says, will today's game finally mean that we see Teague keep playing Cunners in the middle? Massive game, game for no, him. No, I think Cunningham has to play in the, mid- in the midfield. Um, Josh Waldron says, can we please just leave Cunningham in the guts? No, once again, <laughs> in the middle. Um, Jimmy Faz says, with McGovern injured, has that bought Levi a couple more weeks? And it probably has. It probably has, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. God. It's mm. going to be very interesting how we tackle the big men department, the big man department this week. And I love this. What I'm about to read, Damian Birmingham says a great effort, wasn't perfect, but showed real fight. He says Sam Walsh is ridiculous. 
He's and he is ridiculous. And we can bring it in. He's just received another 10 votes in the Coaches yes, Association. Wait, just, just, you might win it. Just wait. Just you wait. I'm going to get you to read it out in a minute. Just wait. Um, he says, Cunners and SPS also good. We got smashed in the clearances. TDK will help that next week, along with Silvani and Newman. Put Newman on halfback and move Stocker up the ground. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a clear theme yeah. In these questions, it's a lot of love for Cunners, a lot of loves for Parksy, a lot of yeah, love for SPS. The fringe players. Yes. Um, Nickety Nick says, would you bring in Williamson for anyone? No. <laughs> Is Gibbons a terrible ball user? Which dogs midfielders would you start Ed Kerno on next week? And does this game confirm Murphy shouldn't be playing? I don't think it confirms Murphy shouldn't be because Murphy was pretty good against Brisbane. I don't think well, Mur- I don't think Murphy's going to be ousted long term. Murphy kicked two against Brisbane. Murphy could easily come straight back in next week. I feel. Yeah. But in terms of the Bulldogs next week, I reckon the so I actually went Friday night to Richmond Western Bulldogs, um, and you know as good as Bonson Bonson Pelly's obviously their best player. Yeah. But I feel like the one that you've almost got to stop at the moment is True Law. I agree. Um, I think True Law. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, Trelaw's the one who's delivering it inside 50 yeah, more frequently. he is. Um, Andrew Cashmore says, how on earth is Walsh at $15 to win the Brownlow? Yeah, not a bad bet. Not a bad bet. Not a bad bet. Um, and big, we'll leave, it, we'll leave it with this one. Big Daddy Bagger says, think you lads have gone way too early on some of our kids, including Dow. Um they're all young and time is on their side. And I think I acknowledged that before, that we maybe could have gone early, but time will tell. But what do you... No, well, I think, well, what I said before, they haven't had a VFL apprenticeship. But why should 15 minutes of Paddy Dow override 45 games? No, I don't think it has. I just think... I just think... It's not like you're setting the house on fire. No, I get what you're saying. I just, think... just need We just need to relax a little bit. No, that's fair. Because we can that's only fair. comment on what we've seen. And I'm going to stand by it. What we've seen over 45, 46 games, whatever it is from Dow, has been nowhere near the standard. And no one can deny that. Let's move on. Once again, the first 15 minutes were great. It's a start. It's a shame he went off. It is a shame. It is a shame. Because yeah. it could have been a really big step forward of a day for Dow. But time will tell. Now, there's another little... Now, I've got to get around a page on Twitter... Carlton Blues fans, and I just followed them today. Now, I don't know how I haven't come across them before. The one that does like the video. The, yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, they posted this video with all of Matt O'E's highlights. And he, there's so many shepherds off the ball from him where he'd, he'd, he'd get the ball, quickly handballed off, but then shepherd the player. Like, that is just little things. Yeah, it's good. Little things. And he, yeah, oh, I could speak. I could speak. For a couple more hours on Matt O'Easy's performance yesterday, I get very excited when these players play well. But Bolt, over to you. Give us the coaches' votes from yesterday's win. So both coaches gave Walsh five. So he's got an, a bang ten out Another of ten. Another ten. Both coaches gave Wiedering four. Wiedering goes eight. One coach gave McGrath three and Stringer three. Yep. Then one gave Stringer two and Hooker two. Then obviously the, the one voters, obviously Ben Rudden went Perkins because... He, you know, kind of downplayed Saad's performance in the press conference. So, Teague would have given Saad the vote. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Very good. 
So, so Walsh has polled in so six think, of the seven games. So I think Teague probably... Well, Teague's gone Walsh five, Weedering four. He would have gone... Sard one, probably gave two. Hooker two, I reckon. And McGrath three. Or maybe... Stringer three. Stringer three, three yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's what he would have done. Yeah. Um, so, well, do we have the leaderboard for the Coaches Association? I'll, I'll get it up. Well, fuck, because Walsh has to be knocking on the door. Walsh. Man, oh, man. Yeah, well... I, mean, I don't think we thought... Obviously, we <clears> knew Walsh was going to keep progressing. I don't think we thought the rate would be this rapid, though, did we? Now, I don't... I think this is updated. Let me have a look. He's on 31, Walsh. Yeah, it sounds right. Who's winning? Monday on 38. Let me have a look. Yeah, no, that sounds right. That's right. So, yeah. Monday, 38. Gorn, McCluggage, Wines, 34. McRae, 33. Salem and Walsh on 31. So, he's actually equal fourth, Walsh. You busy. Exactly where you want him. Yeah. It's like when you got your horse. You don't want your horse leading around the final turn. You want them steaming home. Yep. No, I agree. Bolts, uh, very quick touch on... We, we need to quickly touch on the VFL plays we haven't touched on yet, and then we're going to get to team changes as we start wrapping up the show now. The Carlton Reserves, 101. So, 14, 17, 101 to 8, 4, 52. Worth noting that the Essendon VFL team were kept goalless in two of the four quarters. Yep. And after quarter time, kicked just three goals. So, the Reserves were brilliant once again. Setterfield, the clear best on ground um, with 26 touches, six tackles, four marks, eight inside 50s. Um was really good. I thought O'Brien was up there. Um, Nick Newman had 23. Now, I think Newman was on managed game time. Um, admittedly, I was sort of watching the fourth quarter a bit, um, not as closely as the other three, but maybe Newman didn't play or played less, but he had 23 touches, um, which is a great start. Three rebound 50s and five inside 50s. And, yeah, I mean, we speak about O'Brien kicked a big goal, had the 18. Sam Ramsey had another solid game, yes. 17 disposals. And I guess the performances from Cunningham, Petrovsky, Seaton, and even the 15 minutes from Dow probably keeps Ramsey out of the side and a few spots out of the side, especially yep. with all these players coming back from injury. But, you know... He's still playing nicely and putting in the groundwork to hopefully eventually get himself a senior selection. First half of this game, Matt Kennedy was true. clearly a class above everyone else on the field. He had 16 disposals, four tackles, two marks, uh, and was brilliant in the first half. And it would have, I think, in the, fir- well, in the first half, he kicked seven goals. I reckon he probably had an involvement in all seven goals. He was outstanding, but didn't play the second half. And I think that was just in case we maybe had a injury in the warm-up or something so that he could, yep. you know, be the sub. Uh, Williamson at 16. Uh, I thought Willow was, you know, he was all right yesterday. He's, he's, he's dropped off a little bit, which is disappointing. But, you know, give him a give him a stint in the twos a couple more weeks and see what happens. But, yeah, I think Willow needs to... He needs to lift his game if he's going to come back into the side. I'll put it to you that way. No, it's true. Yeah, for sure. De Koning, class above. Unbelievable, I thought, for a man who hasn't played all year. And Yeah, he's the one. He's the one. He just, he just... There was a moment in that game, and I tweeted about it. So he's taken a big pack mark 
on the halfback flank, straight away gets rid of the ball and sprints. So he's lost his man. His man can't keep up with him. He sprints down the other end and gets on the end of the chain, takes an uncontested mark inside 50 simply because he was too quick and Mm -hmm. too, too clever as well for his direct opponent on the day. So De Koning was really good. Um, and he's got a good footy brain, Dakoni. He just understands how the game works, I feel. Yeah. Because he positions himself really nicely. Um, Josh Honey, probably yes. not as good as he was the week before. But he still had two goals and, you know, the 10 disposals, four marks, four tackles. So, played a little bit, um, sort of, I guess last week he played a bit more further up the ground. But, yeah, um, good progression kicking another two for Josh Honey. And then Corey Durden, he only had six disposals and a goal. But what stood out to me was his pressure up forward. So he had five tackles and he just, his his pressure inside 50 was really good. And that's obviously something that they're trying to get him to work on. So yes, those are the blue baggers that played in the Carlton Reserves yesterday. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Uh, someone who didn't play, which I was a little bit concerned about was Sam Philp. Mm. Um because he has been on manage minutes. Yeah, we only played two or two and a half quarters a week before. Um, yeah, I don't think he's really recovered from that injury, Philpy, which is a little bit annoying because, you know, he's another one who just sort of is in our depth and isn't available. But now, Bolt, team changes. Yes. It's going to be... This is the big week, I reckon. So if it's me... Well, let, so let's do it as let, if Silvani and Williams are available. And Murphy. And Murphy. Well, we haven't had any clarification with what the injuries are to Murphy I and Williams. I think they said Williams had Achilles soreness. Ooh, don't want to play around with that considering he's done it before. Yes. That's a fair call. I'd um, chuck him on ice. Mate, I'm not risking that. There's mm. no ways I'm risking that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how serious it is. It might have just been... Exactly what it is. So, let's let's say they're both available. Well, let's say Silvani, Williams, and Murphy are all available. So, Silvani for McGovern's easy. Yeah, that's that's a lock. Well, Silvani, yeah, he should be available. You'd assume Petreski, Seed, and Fidel will happen. Yeah, that's two. I think it'll be Deconning for Pitonet. Well, it's going to be Deconning for Pitonet or Casbolt. Yes, so that's three. That's three. They might give Williams another week. Well, then, if it was me... So, we've got Silvani... Who have we got coming in? So, as it stands there, it's Silvani... For McGovern. It's Silvani, DeConning, Petrovsky, Seaton. So, then there's Williams and Murphy. It's Williams, Murphy, and probably on the other side, it's Cottrell, Nunes, and Gibbons. Mm. Probably Cottrell and Nunes. I think it's Cottrell who will go out for Williams if Williams is fit. But if Murphy's ready, they're not going to play Murphy in the twos. No. Five changes is a lot of changes. It's a quarter of the team almost. But if it makes you better, if it makes you better, it makes you better. We're playing the, you know, one of the top teams on their home deck this week. I think that we've had enough of a sample size to know that going in tall for the sake of it doesn't work against these good teams, right? So you reckon rather than dropping both, let's say hypothetically Nunes and Cottrell, we can drop both Casbolt and Pinnanet and only bring into Connie and go a bit smaller. 100%. That's what I'd do. That's what I'd do. That's what I'd do. 
It's just like but, who, who pinch hits. I was going to say, because this is De Conning's first game of the year. You don't want to leave him stranded on his own. Yeah, no, they won't Especially because they're going to have Martin and English. Yeah, there's no way they drop both Pitt and Ed They and won't. Casper. They won't. They'll leave. Oh, it's going to be tight. Changes are going to be interesting. So interesting. There's always a freaking surprise injury as yeah. well, which is so annoying. But yeah. Um, yeah. And then you've obviously got Setterfield, who's played two really good games, who yeah. probably has to go has to back go again. again. Yeah. And Kennedy and, you know, all these guys. They're, An afterthought at the moment. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting, Bolt. It's a big it's, game this week for us. Yeah. So are we forgetting anyone? I don't feel like we are there. Yeah. And Jack Martin a week away, which is good. Yeah, yeah I like getting Martin into that team. No, we need Martin in the team. Well, puts pressure on Gibbons to have a big week. It does. I think probably get, if Gibbons Nunes, if Gibbons and Nunes survive this week, they're on notice. Yeah. Yeah. Bolt, I think we've addressed it all. We have. It was a mega show this week. You beauty. What? We had to win. We, we had, had to win. We had to get the job done and we did. And it was awesome. And we hope everyone enjoyed it. Because that what that yesterday, that was like... It, it took you back to the childhood games against Essendon, didn't it? Yeah, we've got a pretty good record over Essendon, you know, even in our down years recently. Yeah. We usually beat them. Yeah. Well... You beauty. Thank you very much once again. Blue yeah, Baggers. we've lived up to its hype. Enjoy the week. If you see a Bombers fan... Just give them a little boo. (laughs) Say boo. (laughs) Boo side, boo. (laughs) Oh my God. Sardi. All day. All day. Walk past Essendon fans, put up four fingers on one hand and two on the other. 42. (laughs) 42, baby. (laughs) Oh, it was brilliant. Blue Baggers, thank you very much for tuning in to this mega edition of the show. Once again, if you haven't yet... Tune into our mid-season review with Paul Barbaza, the great man, and uh, have a listen into what we had to say um, six weeks into the season. Bolt, thank you. Blue Baggers, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Another week of the Blues Footy Podcast in the books. Against the famous old dark blue.